I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. (laughs) I'm just picturing like Beauty and the Beast candle like on a surgical table. Lumiere. (laughs) (laughs) Put our service to the... Welcome to the Little Peepy Lore Boys, your one-stop shop for all your fake history needs. I'm your host, <laughs> Ethan Palmer. With me today is James, the Big Peepy Miller. Oh, I got the big book. I don't mean to brag, but hello. <laughs> uh, and Peter, the Null Peepy, O'Donohue. Uh, hello. I don't even know what that would mean. Is that like, does that like sap energy? Ken Smooth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, Peter. I've I've got I've got the 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 briefs molded into my thighs. Yeah, yeah. Func- function search uh fetch PP return null is what is what happened. <laughs> what happened All right. Found the, found the episode title. Good fucking luck using that one, you dumb bastards. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh welcome to the Lore Boys uh, everybody. Um we're a, a fake history podcast that talks about uh fake worlds and all the fun histories therein. Um just a little bit of housekeeping to start the show. Uh we're back to the Neon Dynasty on Kamigawa today. Uh if you hadn't haven't heard us talk about it before, maybe check out parts one and two uh before this, and then bonus points if you guys listen to the Tezzeret episode. Um thanks to everyone who continues to the show in all the myriad ways you do if you want to get in touch with us discord's a great way to do it there's a link below um and to the new patrons new newcomer patrons uh, i believe peter null pp o'donoghue has that all right yeah function search find new patrons uh we have uh chris uh chris gomez and colton so thank you very much thanks for chris and colton just for joining the ranks of an honored few. Although it's it's pretty crazy. It is it is a larger and larger honored few uh, every couple of it, weeks. It's been it's great. It's crazy that we have seven and a half billion patrons. That's <laughs> it what's is. so nuts to me is that like every single few like five hundred million people are like Lore Boys patrons. It's pretty cool. So if you're listening to this, you're like, and you're not a patron, you're really like. You're not in the cool kids club. <laughs> you're going against the grain here, and uh, we, we will find you. Yeah, if we could find a religious missionary to bring lore boys to the North Sentinelese, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, an offer of uh, the. I don't think there's this one group of anthropologists who were not killed who brought like an offer of coconuts. So bring some yeah. coconuts and some lore boys with you. It's going to be great. We're we're looking for somebody willing to die by spear wounds to yeah. uh, spread the good word of the lore boys. <laughs> um, uh, so I think I could do a recap if you need one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love how you've been you've been stewing this whole intro because you've clearly just been like Thinking. prepping this. You're like, I can't I can't engage in the in the conversation because like, I'm, I'm ready with my recap. Yeah, it's so been, okay. since we're the neon, first episode, it's been like nine dynasties. weeks, nine weeks, like since the first episode. 
since the first Neon Dynasty episode, not even since the first Kamigawa episode, right? Yeah, because uh, we did the, the, than that. There the was two, two sun episodes God before that. But we don't, oh. we don't got to do that. That that lore. That's prehistory. Okay, so so start I, with Neon Dynasty. That's so you got a mom and a dad who work at the Cracker Factory, but yep. everything that they give them to work with has radiation on it, so they all die yep. of cancer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sort of. The, the mom dies of cancer. The dot. The dad buys illegal oh. black market tech. Then he goes to, to save prison her. to die. Then of he cancer. goes to prison and he dies of cancer, or he dies in prison and she dies. Right, right, right. And then so they leave behind two kids, a daughter and a son. Yep. Right? Um, the son becomes like Johnny runs on roofs and he's always yep. just like thieving, <laughs> running around. And the daughter, do they both get adopted to the king? Or is it just one of them? They're not yeah. to the king. They grow up at the imperial castle. Okay. But they're not like uh, they're not like orphans owned by or owned adopted by right. the imperial line. There's just like an orphanage there. Right. Why these two got chosen of all is never clarified. Main right. character powers like two yeah. orphans had to ascend. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The son, which you would have given us bonus points for remembering his name the last time. I still don't remember his name. His is Shoita. Is it a Sh name? His second his second name is, starts with an S. Ah, uh, well, it's in there. And or it, something. it kind of sounds like a uh, Canadian CBC icon. And it is also very <laughs> Japanese. Oh, Sean Cherry. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a joke for the Canadian listeners out there, I guess. Uh, the Canadian <laughs> hockey fans out there. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's no, it's uh, it's uh, like Suzuki or something. Suzuki, like that. exactly. Yeah, David referencing Suzuki. David Suzuki. David Suzuki, right. but he's okay. Sean Cherry. Kaito Suzuki. <laughs> Kaito, that's it. Kaito, yeah. Okay, so Kaito is he, he gets the spar with the king's son or daughter, uh, King Spawn, just to, to yep. both gets uh, get ready daughter. for fighting. Right, daughter. Not even the daughter. She's the she's the empress. Empress. Uh, after, at a certain point in uh, Kamigawa's history, they decided that Kyodai, the great spirit that represents the kami, that represents the merging of the two worlds, the right. spirit world and the material world, uh, they decided, like, hey, uh, you know, there's problems with just choosing the last guy's son or daughter. So we're going to let the big spirit in the sky decide, essentially. So right. uh, the emperor was chosen by Kyodai to be the next ruler of Kamigawa. Okay. Right. So they spar, they hang out, they kind of have uh, a will they, won't they, but they're just fighting. That's what anyways, uh, that's what I projected onto them. Okay, Any yeah. A lot of projection there. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would love a, a sexually tense sword fight at some point in my life. I don't know if it's going to yeah. be with this girlfriend, you know, like hopefully there's no breakup or anything, but if there's someone after this. It can't be with a girlfriend. It's got to be with like a female like rival, like rival gem thief or something. Right? Like that's the I mean, only this, time you get but that's how I, that's how I want to that's how I want to start. Right? I dated someone who was yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. dated someone who was into like knives being dragged across their skin during intimate moments because the danger of like, will it cut me or won't it? And that's crazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not here kink shame. No. We're not here kink shame, but that's hell of a kink, man. Is it? I wouldn't, yeah. I, wouldn't be com I would not be comfortable providing that service. No, right? me neither. Somebody... Yeah. It was nerve. It was. It, 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 it was nervous, like I was nervous, but it was also exciting because it's like, what if I murder my girlfriend? You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was also exciting because I got this raging boner right now, so I'll say yes to anything. I don't know. 
That's why I called you Big Pee Pee. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 okay. So we're, uh, one night, uh, the alarm bells go off or whatever, and mm-hmm. Kaito wakes up, and he's like, what's going on? He runs to the main square. At, sometime in between there, he meets a, a Zenyatta-type guy. Um, yep. That's like the same guy as Tezzeret, or the same race as Tezzeret, or no? What? Is it a moon person? I think he's talking about the the uh, the the white tails or the the fox from the sky yeah, castle. The, the, the so the fox is not from the sky sky castle. The rabbit folk are from the sky castle. The foxes, the kitsune, are from the forest, Yugen Forest. Oh yeah. Uh, and Tezzeret is a human from another plane. We did oh, a planeswalker on him. Yeah, Sorry, it's a yeah. planeswalker. <laughs> okay, okay. Then we need to, so alarms go off. Kaito runs to the, to the main square. He sees uh, Tezzeret. With his uh, big mechanical arm and like the pink energy yep. all around him, uh, and I remember that was a cliffhanger for part one or part two. That would have been part one. I don't think that was the cliffhanger yet. I think we went through uh, him going to the forest to find the uh, Tanuki robot. I think that was the first cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second cliffhanger was uh, Kaito's friend Tameshi dying. And then uttering the name Tezzeret, which you guys hadn't known up to that point that this character was Tezzeret. And then you guys also didn't really know who Tezzeret But it's all so jump, Yeah, so uh, Tezzeret shows up at the Imperial Palace one night. Uh, the Emperor vanishes when he shows up. Like, he, he shows up and he does something to send her away somewhere else. We're not sure why yet. Maybe we'll find out today. Um, Tezzeret gets away. Uh, Kaito doesn't know who he is, grows up a rough life, turns futurist, uh, gets in with gangs because he's trying to, he's obsessed with finding the Emperor. The Emperor was his best friend, so he really wants to return her to power and, and make sure that, that she's okay more than anything. Get back to knife so, play, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he, he's searching for it pretty desperately, uh, ends up getting a lead to this guy, Tameshi, who uh, he finds out is working on ways to uh, put Hami souls into technology into like drones essentially in ways of like harvesting their souls and uh in interesting ways they're they're a little apprehensive at first but they they decide to do it a lot of yada 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 uh he ends up how do you, do you guys remember how the second kamigawa episode and yes uh the guys Pro- they said tezzeret so <laughs> <laughs> You friggin' nailed it. I got uh, no, I that he had shown up to steal the the heart of the dragon god, right? He showed he showed up to steal it back because it had been stolen in the past. And Tezzeret showed up uh, with like a Phyrexian, and they were there to to steal oh. something. Yeah, there was no there was no heart of the dragon. So, um, Kaito was tailing Tameshi. Try like they were friends for a long time. Then he realized that Tameshi was up to something. Got a little suspicious of his friend. And realized that Tameshi was meeting with this guy who was reported to have this metallic arm. So he ends up following him there. He breaks into Tameshi's compound. He finds a small device. Here, I will copy and paste you guys a picture of the device that he found again. Oh, yes, this thing. I remember that. It's not going to work, but I'll <laughs> give me a second here. I love the pictures we have from our soundtrack. There's a <laughs> model. We got yeah, Ron the, Jeremy. The yeah. subscri- hey, don't t- don't don't give it all away. They got to subscribe to the Lore Boys Patreon to figure out what the hell we were talking about during <laughs> yeah. the episode. Right. Yeah, I remember this thing. Yeah, the little yeah. card with the, the energy tendrils. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he found blueprints for that and then ends up following Tameshi to this uh, to a warehouse where Peter correctly called that he spots a uh, Phyrexian. I remember this. Uh, which I, I, I wasn't sure if you guys would get or not. 
hears uh, a scream from a box. These henchmen are like loading a box into a van. He hears a scream that sounds like Kami and then finds his friend dying, clawed by what looks like Phyrexian claws. Mm. And uh, Tameshi gives him the name Tezzeret before dying. And that was the end of the last episode. Then we did a whole episode on, on Tezzeret uh, to kind of set up the stakes, I guess. What uh, of all this? Qu- and- like quick, like 30 second. What happened with Tezzeret again? We met him. We just know that he was like super poor. And then like how he came to, he valued power over other things. And yeah, I mean, the important bits are, uh, he's a villain and he's working with the Phyrexian. And he killed uh, a lot of folks. Yeah. yeah. A villain. If you will. And he's a planeswalker now too. He's a scallywag. He is a planeswalker. Okay. Uh, Kaito's a planeswalker. He had found his planeswalker spark. Um, this guy's killed yeah. a million people. What a knucklehead. Bozo <laughs> <laughs> this guy, you know? So, my synopsis, if you will, of everything that happened. Uh, when we last left the plane, we had our main character, Kaito Shizuki, leaving a burning Phyrexian warehouse and the body of his dead friend, Tameshi. Okay? So, right. I'd say you do it with a little, with a little bit of uh, punch, James. You will. <laughs> I like yeah, my version. That was the longest elevator ride I've ever taken. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea what your fucking movie's about. <laughs> that, elevator, that elevator ride sure did take take a long time. I wonder why that other uh, elevator rider kept hitting the door button every time we stopped at a floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know who I saw playing Magic: The Gathering on Instagram today is Post Malone. He was playing uh, with a, a couple other of his performing artists. It's a lot of fun. I uh, I went on vacation two weeks ago, and uh, all I did was play Magic for five days. That's it was fun. a blast. Um, I I I much preferred uh, like the paper versions than the uh, online versions. I just don't have like local friends that I would play with regularly enough to play it a lot. But when yeah. I do meet up with like that certain group of friends who everybody has decks, uh, kind of fun to play. You don't you don't have a, a a local game store out in the bush, do you? No, I've honest, honest to God, thought about starting a club myself out here because I'm sure oh. there's people. I'm sure there's people that you'd find who who would be into playing. <laughs> uh, who's got the time? So Aito, standing at the body of his murdered friend, uh, you know, a warehouse aflame, henchmen gone, you know, no sign of the Phyrexian. Decides, uh, I gotta figure out what the fuck's going on. I gotta, I gotta look some shit up. You know what I mean? I gotta go to my local library. To see what's happening, he's got the name Tezzeret. He's got the name Tezzeret. He's gonna he's gonna log on to the to the web. He's gonna surf the web, find the name Tezzeret. Right. Right. The problem is we know Tezzeret does not and would not exist in any of Kamigawa's textbooks or uh, search functions because he's not from Kamigawa. Yeah. He's, he's an interloper. Plane, right? Yeah. He's he's yeah. from uh. S- uh, the plane of S. Right. Excuse um, me, ma'am. Do you have any books about extra-dimensional wizards? And she's just like puts her little glasses with the string on and goes through the pa- goes. Despite the, the fact that a future a future city, she still uses the paper Dewey Decimal oh, System. Dewey Decimal. Libraries are still underfunded. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, a, a library is always at least eighty years behind the current technology. Right? <laughs> if it ain't broke, the Dewey Decimal works fine. Yeah. Uh, so eventually. Kaito ends up speaking with a historian who had told a story of a village of rat folk, sometimes called the Nazumi. Uh, five years earlier, the entire village had been burned down and attacked by unknown forces. There were few survivors, though the Nazumi the were no- notorious, reluctant 
notoriously reluctant to talk to humans. The historian told Kaito of one survivor he'd talked to named Nashi, who was a child at the time of the attack. Nashi had watched his mother die in the attack and didn't agree with his elders' position that they shouldn't reach out to, for help or hold anyone accountable for the attack immediately following the attack uh, for fear of reprisal. So the elders of the village had been burned down and they, they basically said like, hey, you know, we got to, let's just take this to ground. Let's act like we don't exist. We're not important. People will forget about us and leave us alone. Uh, the morning after the attack, the elders had spoken of the man who had ordered it, Tezzeret, of course. Okay. Oh, so uh, I think I shared a picture of a rat folk or an Izumi with you guys during the first episode. I, I just posted a picture of a uh, cyberpunk rat folk, I guess, for you. Um, it's exactly what you'd, you'd picture. It's a rat folk with like metal armor, but also like futuristic metal armor, I guess. Yeah, and he's got a little uh, Palm Pilot rat hologram too, which is yeah, like his Cortana or Siri or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 picking his avatar for the meta, right? Of for course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say that this rat person's metaverse avatar looks almost too good, though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Nizumi living with the constant threat of attack to finish them off uh, means that Kaito, when he goes to visit them is not exactly welcomed with open art, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this scene, and, and so all of this is from uh, a Kenny Don Brown's series. This is just the episode three, uh, essentially, which I'm not remembering right now, but I could find it at some point before the episode ends. We must um, have already done a Dan Brown joke, haven't we? We must have. Maybe. Uh, you want to you no. go ahead? You want to make one? Um, no. <laughs> okay uh, just can i guess because uh, you said it like you really had one in the chamber there and you're what? like i'm not gonna make, i'm not gonna make it because we've already made one for sure right <laughs> uh <laughs> so um there's a scene in the uh in the story where like he shows up and there's this, like there's this elderly rat lady who's there and is like like fuck off you guys didn't help us when when our our homes humans didn't help us when our homes were burned to the ground so why would we, would we help you now essentially yeah. um i really hope that all their homes look like like the 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 front of the like the the stairs lead up to what looks like a human molding with just a little dome hole a little, a little dome <laughs> the front. i mean they live in the swamps uh, explicitly so they're, they're oh, swamp okay. folk so oh. swamp rats uh, nice yeah exactly um where do swamp there's like, rats live well, why don't won't they drown? I mean, they live in houses in the swamp, I guess. Like on stilts. I think a thing of stilts, I guess. Yeah, I guess That's so. Lead directly to a little rat hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After a brief exchange, just like asking for Nashi, this like young uh, rat folk whom he's looking for, uh, um, n not really hitting, a, not really getting much information, realizes that they've kind of squirreled him away. Uh, the the rat folk after the attacks on the village um, had basically like all these elders who are like we're just gonna live beyond or under their notice, right? Do you think that do rodent people use a lot of rodent idioms? Do you think they say <laughs> squirreled it away? Like <laughs> it's a game of cat and mouse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Good squirreled squirreled them away there, joke, uh, Peter. Thank much you. like much like we had just squirreled ourselves away uh, for a day while my internet cut out. <laughs> so, um, completely, we... completely non sequitur, seamless segue into the rest of this episode. Nothing's happened on our end. 
Uh, surely we didn't pause for an extended period of time. It has not yeah. been 24 full hours since uh, you lost internet and we gave up. <laughs> I swear that yeah. the, the rain clouds knew I just wanted to play Wrath of the Lich King pre-patch and they just yeah. like said, no, you're recording that day. You're not going to get to play yeah. Yeah. until after. The servers, the servers aren't working anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so uh, Kaito's kind of hitting a brick wall with the, the Nizumi, with the rat folk. Um, but there are Kami in the village, and they don't have good poker faces. Something about being like magical uh, swamp spirits just means you're bad at lying. Uh, so like one of them basically like floats up through the floorboards when he says uh, Nashi's name, and is just like looking at them all weird. And, and Kaito's kind of kind of realizes he is probably on on the right path. Okay. Um, so uh, he it's goes. A pile the way. of moss with eyes in it doesn't have a good poker face. It's just all like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much, I don't remember. Uh, it does describe like a couple of the swamp spirits. Like, there's a lot of like frogs and like you said, like piles of mosses, stuff like that, okay, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Dirty old mushrooms. Um, <laughs> dirty old mushrooms. <laughs> dirty old mushrooms. <laughs> uh, so Kaido decides to go the way of the uh, secret police, uh, and he's going to use his drone to surveil the people here without their consent. Very good. Uh, you know, these people just living their lives in the swamp, trying trying to get by as as mud farmers, peat farmers, right? Yeah. Uh, he decides uh, civil rights were ogre for the swamp folk. <laughs> I watched Shrek last night. I watched all of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's when the podcast goes down. We all agree that we'll watch Shrek. Yeah. You've been on a big, together. Yeah. <laughs> big early 2000s movie kick, eh? I just got like Amazon Prime Video. Not that anyone should buy it. It sucks if anyone asks. But I have a bunch of movies that I, I haven't watched, so got into Shrek, <laughs> and uh, it's still a, a great movie. The CGI is like not as good as I remembered it, but you know what? Shrek is great. I've watched it in the last year for sure because yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was on TV at my mom's place at one point. And S tier sequel. Yeah, sequel's watched... good. The I don't know if I watched three. This. Three is is not as good. Uh, so, Kaito is spying on uh, simple rat folk living their lives in the swamp. He's spying on Shrek. The drone, his drone, uh, the origami... Alright, it's the origami Tanuki now, like, uh, his, which turns into a mask sometimes, his kami friend. Uh, oh, right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who represents, like, the bond between Kyodai and the Emperor, uh, which is uh, now his, his, like, familiar, essentially. He sends that out into the into the village, uh, and it tracks the kami of the wetland. So, like the the swamp kami, basically, like the big one, I guess, is here living with these people. Um, finds the kami speaking with the rat folk uh, in the croaking of the wetland kami. Kaito was able to make out one word, Otawara, which is the floating city of the moon folk, the sky city that he right. been to, right? Where his his friend uh his friend Tameshi's laboratory was, even though he's uh his friend Tameshi was visiting a warehouse in the Undercity. Right. Okay. Uh so he uh start heads for Otawara, uh arrives uh at nighttime, uh and he's uh just wandering the streets asking people, Hey, have you seen a rat boy? Hey, have you seen a rat boy? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like the it's Danny DeVito and it's always sunny talking about the frog kid. Uh, just <laughs> insisting that he's real, essentially. Uh, when he when he's greeted by a moon folk women, which I, I've thrown in the Discord, guys. Uh, she comes up to Kaito and and wants him to stop the search, and she says, "Leave my family alone." Uh, so you want to describe the picture that you guys see? 
<laughs> yeah, pretty cool. It's like uh, pretty, uh, other than like really, really heavy, like what kind of looks like plaster makeup over her entire face and like two big like Princess Leia buns. Uh, pretty normal looking Asian lady, telescope, uh, green dress, and then she is like wreathed in like a Dyson sphere of like unraveled scrolls, basically. Yeah. yeah. When you uh, hang up your scroll, do you hang it up so it, it rolls outwards or towards the wall? Okay, scroll roll on the outside. Uh, the people who roll out on the inside are fucking barbarians. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. How, wait, which way is she? Is she rolling in or out? I can't tell. Yeah. So I I do it on the inside, uh, and because I, as a longtime listeners of the show will know, I'm staunchly anti-capitalist. Um, and when you pull toilet paper from the outside of the roll, you use more. And toilet paper companies print designs on the toilet paper, like the little bunny or the little butterfly or they whatever. Have grips, so you pull them off more. Well, no, they have them. They have them facing right side up when they're on the outside because they've done studies and they know that people will use more and buy more toilet paper Damn. than they need if it's on the outside. So I, I deliberately and vindictively do it on the. Do you think that I would love to be a, the raccoon drone on the wall for like <laughs> that fucking meeting? Like, can you? I, I mean, it's so insidious. It's a, it's almost funny. But that's, yeah, I'm, everyone who uses toilet paper just to use two squares faster per roll, that's like a yeah, huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge profit. Huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, everyone listening, I know I just called them out as savages, but like flip your toilet rolls. If you, it, <laughs> if you thought I was right 30 seconds ago, flip your roll. I that's, mean, literally my stance on it is return to monkey. So yes, like we're savages, yeah. but like return to monkey. It's uh, the simpler way of living. I don't need so much toilet paper for my ass. Do you bite off? That, like semi-faded picture of Ted Kaczynski. Just like... <laughs> Do you bite off your toilet paper from this side or from this side? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> well, monkeys, uh, like they roll their toilet paper from the bottom yeah yeah exactly, exactly. I, I, I use forget. my toilet paper with the stem i feel like it was ethan who told me this a long time ago it was something i never thought of but like if you could tell coca-cola how to save half a cent on every can or bottle uh then you would like create billions of dollars or millions and millions of dollars right so you could just like find a job and like get rich quick just by doing that type of thing yeah. someone figured out the toilet paper trip and they're yeah they're sitting in their I, mansion that, right now the, yeah. the entire business school discipline of marketing that's all it is is how do you how do you squeeze like every drop of blood from a stone yeah uh, the stone being the working class of course yeah right rock and dr mr coca-cola i figured out a way to remove two fizzy bubbles from a bottle of coca-cola yeah it, it turns it turns out it turns out if we line the bottle with uranium we can reuse them more a couple more times to save us <laughs> half, of, half of half of a cent on every bottle and that's how kaito's parents died yeah pretty much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kaito's approached by this woman who says, uh, stop looking for a rat boy, leave my family alone. Kaito, being the poorly raised orphan with a laundry list of childhood and adult traumas, still hasn't mastered the art of not being an angry weeb. Uh, so he attacks, uh, though he has a sword and she can fly. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a little one-sided to start. He also has all these magic scrolls that you guys see floating around her, which are yeah. spell, spell scrolls. Um, Kaito, if you guys remember, is like telekinetic. So his sword does like, it's made out of like shurikens that he holds together in the form of a sword cool. with his mind. And then when he wants to, he can like send them out as like a ranged attack. Uh, turns out this woman is also like kind of, kind of magic in a, in a couple ways. So she's able to like dodge most of them. Um, so he loses unsurprisingly, uh, when 
after whatever a couple minutes of fighting she cast just reads one of her spell scrolls paralyzes him and casts a spell to wipe his memory okay uh so i have a quote for you guys get fucked kid <laughs> cast, i cast forget rat boy yeah. <laughs> i tap three mana to cast forget rat boy <laughs> uh, here's a quote kaito couldn't move his bones felt like iron heavy and unbending training against the magic he gritted his teeth i'm not trying to hurt the kid she tilted her head curiously and when she spoke her ethereal voice sounded only in kaito's mind you're telling the truth and for that i have only gratitude but my son is not to be found by anyone. Your your son? Kaito tried to turn his head when the woman moved beside him, but he remained still as stone. Only his eyes could trail her. She nodded curtly before plucking one of the scrolls from her case and unrolling it. What are you doing to me? Kaito asked, cheeks going hot. He was still thinking fast, hoping for a way out of this. You needn't be afraid of a simple memory spell. With her mind, she added, sending you on, the, on a different path will keep you and my family safe. Do not worry. You won't remember any of this. Kaito's stomach felt hollow. After all he'd done to get here, to find the Emperor and bring her home. He couldn't let it all be for nothing. She couldn't take his memory. His words were fueled by reckless anger. I'm trying to save the Emperor, and your son may be the only person in Kamigawa who can help. The woman floated in front of him, mouth turning into a flat line. You are mistaken. Nashi knows nothing of the Emperor. But he knows of Tezzeret, Kaido said, still fighting against the paralysis spell. There was hardly any color to her face already, but in that moment she appeared ashen. Her eyes studied Kaito, searching for a sliver of falsehood, but found none. With that, the woman releases Kaito. She says her name is Tamio. More on Tamio after the break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our hero, Kaito, has met Cameo. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, for all the MTG fans at home, uh, they know the name Tamio. For all the Lore Boys podcast enjoyers at home, uh, they know the, the name Tamio because we've talked about her a few times now. Uh, we've never talked about her like fully or in any kind of extended capacity. I, I did a search of all my MTG scripts to see if her name was ever written down. It never oh. has been. I know for sure we've mentioned her because she was like one of my favorite um, one of my favorite Planeswalkers when I first got into Magic like six years ago or so. Because uh, during, during the Shadows of Innistrad arc, and when we talked about the Innistrad, we probably uh, the Innistrad, the Plane of Innistrad, we probably talked about Tamio a bit again, kind of in the same context. Where I just like I like her with her floating scrolls and and being cool and all that. Um, but she had a big role in the Innistrad arcs as well. Uh, she's, but she's very cool looking. I like how for a lot of Magic people, especially having to draw, uh, having to do like draw Tezzeret as Kermit the Frog a couple of weeks ago. 
a lot of magic, like, used to be very difficult. I think drawing your magic fan art has made me a better artist. I love the simplicity of Tamio, how she's, like, a very normal-looking lady with just, like, cool flourishes as well, compared to a lot of, like, kind of the crazier shit that, that like, happens. She wears she, socks she and sandals. She does wear socks and sandals. Socks, oh. socks, and, socks, and, a thong, socks and thongs. Yeah. Uh, oh. She's also, she's not a lady. She is a rabbit folk. That's the two ears that you see, like, uh, dangled over her chest there. And the, the buns, oh. the playa buns, is their, her ears, like, folded up, basically. Oh. Oh, she has a regular human face. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the more modern rabbit folk do. The old Kamigawa sets from 20 years ago have more of the, like, they have more rabbit features, but the, the modern ones seem to, they seem to have taken a more, like, human uh, approach to them, I guess. Yeah, they just, newer magic cards are way more fuckable. That's... Yeah, exactly. That's Well, depends who you ask. Did but, you know that... Oh, yeah, that, that's true. Maybe they tried to make her less fuckable because they drawn, <laughs> drawn the attention of a certain group. They wanted, they wanted to make it feel more okay for her to be fuckable because <laughs> she was always going to have the same level of fuckability. Do you know that Tamio's, um, they, they have to keep eating in order to digest. They can't just have one thing and digest it all the way. Yeah. Her, <laughs> her, her teeth would never stop growing unless she was constantly chewing on things. That as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like a cardboard tube on her waist with her, like, sextant and all her little... Little wooden stick, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kaito meets Tamio, uh, and she agrees to take her to meet her son after he, he says that he wants information on Tezzer. Tamio herself, Kaito quickly learns, which you guys will remember from previous episodes when I've talked about her, is a fellow planeswalker. Uh, so her, her whole thing is she travels the multiverse researching, uh, which is kind of what brought her to Innistrad. In the shadows over Innistrad block, one of the mechanics they introduced was uh, investigate, which is basically anytime you're, you investigate, you create a token, which if you spend two mana, you can destroy the token and draw a card. So you can just like create a bunch of draw mechanics for yourself. Cool. Um, and that's like... That's the first block that I encountered Tamiya with, uh, obviously. But um, it's kind of that same idea where she was there, like researching, investigating, if you will, in Estrad. And that's kind of what she's done as a planeswalker is just kind of travel the multiverse, trying to find information to uh, the betterment of all society. I guess is is the idea. She just wants, she does want to make things better for for everyone. Okay. Basically, her whole shtick is like the is knowledge is power, right? When, when a card generates a token, is there like? Uh, like a Magic the Gathering Wizards of the Coast TM TM token that you have to put on the table, or do you, you don't have like... to. Okay, you can use you can use any proxy for for uh, cards. When you open a pack, uh, every pack you open has one rare. Uh, it has one land, I think, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. uh, usually a split land, uh, and it usually will have tokens, like like random tokens that you can get. So everyone okay. typically has just like tokens in their deck that you can okay. just kind of like. Uh, use if you need to, and if you have like, like they're they're pretty easy to get. They probably cost like you could probably buy a big stack of of tokens for twenty five cents. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, or you can just use dried beans if you if that's yeah. what you you, thought, can, like. you can. Yeah, absolutely. Like some people will do like they have one token card, so they'll put the token and then they'll just put like a spin down count, like a d twenty essentially. Oh so, like, yeah, I have one. Now I have two. Now I have three, and it just shows how many you have. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you typically play with dice. Like, D6s are really valuable, too, because you can get, like, plus one, plus one counters, which just buff up your minion stats, so to track that. Because, like, Jamie, you've played Hearthstone a fair amount, and, like, all that is super automatic and tracked for you. Yeah. Like, whenever you, you gain a buff to a creature that lasts forever and it gains more power or whatever, it's, like, yeah. it's always just in the game. The game tracks it for you, right? But uh, in paper, it's not so 
Right, yeah. I did play Dragon Ball Z cards way back when. I remember when you would, like, level them up. You'd have to move. There was, like, a scanner. that for your scanner, eye, yeah, yeah. But you would move it up the side of the card so it would show different numbers, like, as you level up yeah. and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that, too. Yeah. Uh, I never played that game right, nor Pokemon. I used to just be like, I choose Pikachu, and uh, we're going to be friends. Because uh, whenever I was a kid, like playing any game i was always like i just want our people to be friends you know what i mean and like <laughs> i i remember like playing super smash Bros. on the n64 half the time i'd be like can we just like all play house let's just play house in super smash bros and we just go to like the the hyrule castle stage essentially and i'd be like i'm dk i have the little house on the side because there was like the little yeah. hut on the right side <laughs> the of that top right yeah i know exactly <laughs> the one <It's> so cute. <laughs> uh that's that's the kind of kid i was so um tanio tells kaito that Tezzeret had come to Kamigawa to acquire magical artifacts from the swamp near Nashi's village. But when the Nizumi had refused to sell their land to him, he burned the village to the ground. Again, something, something rampant capitalism. Yeah. Uh, Tezzeret, it seems, is researching Kami also. He's like been looking into the Kami. Uh, beyond that, our characters don't know what he might want. Well, at this point, we kind of do know why he's doing the things that he is, which is... He's working with the Phyrexians. Phyrexians. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, thought I, I thought I'd forgotten something. I was like, it's not the answer. It's not the answer that I had guessed a month and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan's like channeling his wife who's a school teacher over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to keep trying to keep Pete and Jamie engaged while like we've drifted so far down in our chairs at this point. It's just our eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both texting, making paper airplanes. Like yeah. That. I do have WoW open, but just so I don't lose my spot in queue. I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure, sure, buddy. You're totally not trading in honor, honor tokens while we're doing <laughs> episode or whatever yeah, so maybe flipping his flicking his d20 around just like to count all his shit <laughs> uh so tamiel while she doesn't know exactly what tezzeret is up to like exactly she's like he's re he's looking for magical artifacts he's researching kami but to what end she doesn't really know she's pretty certain it's the proverbial no good that he's up to uh and she's pretty bent on stopping him from interfering with kamigawa specifically yeah, I think her suspicions are probably well-founded, considering I'm assuming she adopted, adopted like, Orphan Rat Boy from the completely destroyed village when yep. Tezzeret had shown up to rotate their toilet paper or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not it's not uh, entirely clear, like, how the rat folk found uh, Tamio, but, like, okay. they, they did squirrel, squirrel him away because they were like, we want him to have a more normal life than living uh, in this town, and, you know, he was the only child that survived, basically, so they're like, we're all old. The, you know, this village probably isn't going to survive. It's going to be a ghost town. So let's just like send him away somewhere uh, where he can kind of grow up. Um, I don't know if that was a better choice, but he did watch his mom burn alive. So maybe it's a, a change of scene is, is not bad. Oh, um, yeah. Right. The, sky, the, the Sky City definitely changed the completely <laughs> destroyed swamp village versus <laughs> the Sky City with your hot adopted rabbit mom. <laughs> uh, and I mean, they could bond over teeth, right? Teeth that don't stop growing. They could, oh, uh, yeah, exactly. They could share cardboard tubes. Yeah, <laughs> um, Tamio has two other kids. She has two like uh, uh, non-adopted kids, children, uh, and and uh, husband or and or significant other. Uh, and then yes, you're right. She adopted Nashi uh, whenever he was still quite young. Okay, um, he's only got a couple. Really, it's for rabbit people. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about it, but you're right. <laughs> they, they they should have friggin' Warrens full. 
Man, uh, you can do anything with fantasy. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, you said Warrens. I think we we fulfilled Saucy's request. Oh yeah, that was Saucy's Warrens, request right? to do yeah. the Warrens. Yeah. Exactly. What? He wants to. Never mind. Saucy requested the Warrens from the Malazan Book of the the Fallen series, which is ah, my okay. favorite fantasy series. They're, they're uh, like the realms that you reach into to pull magic out of, kind of. Thing. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay, yeah. It's just it's just a word for like where like the different dimensions that magic lives in. Okay. That's a kind of a funny thing if you because if you pull a rabbit out of a hat, like rabbits and rabbit warrens are not like too foreign a concept from like I, I wonder if that's directly where it came from. And that's magic. He's got a good sense of humor. He wrote uh Steven Erickson wrote a book uh called Willful Child, which is a uh like classic Star Trek parody. Uh and it's it is absolutely laugh out loud fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Uh okay, so Yes, you're right, Peter. Tamio doesn't want to interfere on Kamigawa. She's not super bent on stopping about in other planes because she's like, I'm a researcher. I'm just going to observe the natural state of things. You know, uh, I'm a scientist. I'm not a policymaker, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. She has a family on Kamigawa. So she's like, well, I don't want him doing stuff here. If he's going to do his crazy experience, like he's going to do his crazy acts of atrocity, I'll, you know, do some research, gather some sociological data of that. But I'm going to interfere beyond that, but not not in my backyard. She's out of sight, Indian. out of mind. It's yeah, don't worry exactly. about it. Uh, so ever the clinical researcher, she's reluctant to act until she's figured out exactly what she's up to, even on Kamigawa. So she's like, I want to get, get all the info before we make decisions. Right. So she tells Kaito of an encounter she had had on another plane with another planeswalker simply called the wanderer. Uh, the wanderer had pretty intimate details of not only Tezzeret, but also of what he was doing on Kamigawa. Uh, it turns out that this person the Wanderer, had told Tamio that he'd been working on a weapon prototype for something called the Reality Chip. Uh, oh, that's the, the, the that's the thing that you showed us. I, I was going to say, that's the thing you showed us yesterday. Earlier in the episode, it's the the little kind of like Japanese-style temple thing that clicks into a glove with the energy strands. Exactly. So I that, that was that, the metaverse. The Reality uh, Chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. What uh, we wanted to do was actually uh, travel through multiple different planes and <laughs> kidnap rat children and put them into our VR headsets. I think that's a very <laughs> good idea, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, that's the reality chip. We, Kaito doesn't know that yet. If you guys will recall, I showed that to you two episodes ago, two of my episodes ago, excuse mm -hmm. me. Mention the Wanderer as well, I think. that's. It sounds so familiar to me, but maybe not. I don't think I have, no. no. Okay, I wanted maybe, to guess, I wanted I to ask if we know who the Wanderer is from other episodes, because like my my running thing is just like, is it Karn? Especially because there's like Phyrexian's involved, and I know he had like a memory loss problem or some shit, because he had wandered off of the quest for Karn. Put a pin, put a pin in your guess, my friend. Okay. Uh, and we'll, we can get back to it. Jamie, do you want to guess anybody? Uh, a Johnny. Johnny? Okay, cool. Uh, so we got pins in those, and we'll we'll find out who the Wanderer is at some point. Oh. This episode, I promise. Uh, the reality chip, though, uh, we know that it is what Kaito found blueprints of in Tameshi's lab. That's when I first showed you it, was when he was searching Tameshi's lab. Kaito does not know that yet, does not put it together in his head. Nobody, you know, Kaito and uh, Tamio do not know what the reality chip is. They just heard this other planeswalker on another plane saying Tezzeret was looking into some weapon called the reality. Right, okay, okay. So, uh, the reality chip, uh, apparently, uh, oh wait, sorry, I jumped to the, the wrong place. 
Oh, oh, we're gonna. I we shouldn't have put a pin in anything. We're gonna find out right now. I thought I put this at the end of the episode. But... <laughs> so, Tezzeret first used a prototype of the reality chip years ago in Kyodai's chambers in an effort to control the Great Company. As we know, it did not work. Instead, the device malfunctioned and targeted the Emperor instead. The Emperor wasn't harmed, but the interaction with the reality chip did set off her Planeswalker spark. Mm. These days, she simply went by the name The Wanderer. Okay. So the Wanderer is actually the Emperor of Kamigawa. Oh, okay. Which, which Tamiyo tells Kaito right now. Does she know that she's the Emperor of... Like, does, does the Empress know she's the Empress? Or did, yeah. did the reality chip wipe her memory? No. Okay. Uh, the Wanderer does know that she's the Emperor of Kanigawa. Okay. But the reality chip does have some lasting effects on the Wanderer's spark. She can't control where her planeswalking takes her. Oh. Ah. Hence the name, hence why she hasn't returned to Kamigawa, because she can't control it. Right, okay, okay. It's all, it's all just fucking random. That's awkward. So, with cl- classic Kid Logic, Kid Logic 101, Kaito decides that if using it on her once, cast her randomly into the Blind Eternities, okay. using the reality chip on her again would surely return her to Kamigawa. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to me. I don't know what you're laughing about. I think this is right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it goes both ways. It's just, you know, magnets. There's the North Pole and a South Pole. They use the North Pole on North Pole, which pushed her away. So if they turn it to South Pole now and point it at her, then it'll just draw her right back, right? <laughs> <laughs> How did magnets work? ICP lore went. Uh, <laughs> it's been requested recently, I feel like. Uh, so. I think so. Uh, anyway, whoop whoop in the chat. Whoop whoop in the chats, please. Uh, so Tamio, after Kaito's like, well, if we just use, if we go strike out into the blind eternities, figure out what plane out of millions she's in, we just wander around until we find her, and we use the reality chip on her. Then we can bring her back. She'll be the emperor. We can start balance. Blah blah blah. My <laughs> mom and dad will be alive again. Uh, nothing bad will ever happen, right? Um, Tamio insists they try and figure out again who's Tezzeret working for, why he wants to control the Kami on the plane. Uh, is he still here? Is he doing stuff right now? Like, should we be concerned about more pressing matters than just finding the emperor and bring her back? Is there another uh, local village that he is currently like laying waste to? Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, like, yeah, is he making more orphans that I'm gonna have to fucking adopt now? Like, like <laughs> yeah, stupid exactly. rat kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was chewing all the fucking furniture. <laughs> yeah, cheese bills through the roof, motherfucker. Yeah, you yeah. said fucking adopt, not fuck and adopt. I hope, right? For, for orphan kids so uh no comment uh <laughs> <laughs> so um also they they like tesseract as far as they know has the reality chip right like he's used it before so why wouldn't he have it yeah uh so they're like well if we try and steal it from him or even successfully steal it from him do we just drive him underground and now he knows he has enemies and that now it's like there's faces to those enemies and he just like Comes after us, and we just give him every a fucking planeswalker. He can just leave, can't he? Yeah. It's not like they can. It's not like like I guess uh, Ta- Tamio can probably follow him to catch him, but she's a researcher, not like a warrior, right? Yeah, I mean the uh, like pl- the planeswalking ability, the planeswalker spark is like a Mary Sue in a lot of ways, right? Oh. Where it's like it's an, I I don't know because there's so much fiction based in this world, and I assume it does like for the Wanderer work differently for everybody. Um, 
where there's definitely some planeswalkers who are stronger than others. They all seem to have magic abilities too. Like Kaito is uh, telekinetic, but they're not yeah. all telekinetic. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Tamio seems to be more of a mind reader where she was able to dodge his attacks and his shurikens very effectively by just like floating gracefully in the air. Um, so I don't know if it's like, if they get into an altercation, does it take 15 seconds of in uninterrupted channeling to open a planeswalker gate? At which point they could just like get them then, you know? Like, right, I don't know yeah, if you okay. could just like snap his fingers and be gone, but it's it's always super unclear. So, okay. uh, it left intentionally vague, I guess, for the yeah. purpose of the story. Maybe you could just follow, too. Like, if, if, uh, maybe a planeswalker sees a different yeah. dimension than we do, like like stepping between, like, the, the Y and the X axis, they somehow yeah. just... They, they walk in that fourth dimension to, to leave. And yeah. Okay, a yeah. planeswalker it's, one of, those, it's one of those yeah. crabs that can see those extra colors, basically. Well, yeah. well, planeswalking always goes into the blind eternities, where, like, planeswalkers can navigate the blind eternities. So maybe you just, like, you end up in, you know, the, the Matrix loading screen room uh, with just, like, Tezzerits just, like, you know... Uh, half a block away whatever and you could just chase him down through like the empty whiteness right right okay i i don't know but uh so so tamio says let's wait let's be patience prudence all that stuff uh you know let's not go firm right away let's not tip our tip our hand too soon kaito of course thinks that's stupid and unfair and he wants to use his magic tip to bring his friend back uh so <laughs> he's he's he, he, he he's leaving and he, he gives a very like uh a very like trying to be trying to be edgy or maybe just edgy i guess is the word for it uh just a very like edgy uh answer on his way out like i, I don't remember what it was but it was something along the lines of like see you later uh or or i gotta be hopping along you know like very oh, hell uh, yeah <laughs> like he gives a catchphrase leaves the door uh you know you know where to find me except you won't find me because i'm a ninja kind of <laughs> kind of response very cool it's like <laughs> yeah. those books you have to read from the other side yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, That's where she'll so he, find him, obviously. She'll find him at the backwards bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kaito knows where he, he, he wants to start his search. So whatever Tezzeret was up to uh, must have been, in his mind, connected to Tameshi because of the... the uh, oh, no, sorry, not Tameshi, but th what happened in the warehouse at the dock because that's where Tameshi had given him the name Tezzeret, right? Uh, and he remembers, as I, I told you guys at the beginning of this episode, as a reminder, uh, there was a bunch of henchmen shoving a box into the back of a car, and there was a scream that he thought sounded like a kami. Ooh, right. Uh, which he's like, has always kind of like, you know, uh, just a nagging doubt in the back of his head uh, that he has never really put to rest. Um, so he's convinced that it, all this, Tezzeret, the reality ship, everything is connected to Tameshi uh what what he'd been doing at that warehouse what those henchmen had been doing at that warehouse and the strange metallic monster that we know is is the is a fire exit. so he travels to his old his friend's old lab they're in otawara so he's like i'm, I'm gonna go to my uh, you know i'm gonna go to tameshi's compound uh on otawara and what he finds is rather upsetting so the scream he'd heard on the docks the one he thought sounded just like a kami it turns out it it was kami Okay. Uh, one it was indeed a silo tipping over. He was yeah. familiar with the noise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I have another another quote for you. He swiped the key card over the panel, and a green light flashed. The door slid open, and when Kaido stepped inside, he mouthed a word of gratitude to the friend he'd never see again. It was the closest thing to redemption Tameshi might ever get. Kaito had already worked his magic on the cameras, but he kept his footsteps silent, moving along the shadows of the room like he was a shadow himself. He slipped past enormous glass cylinders that bubbled with pink liquid. 
He didn't know what had been kept inside, but he knew a cage when he saw one. Checking for movement, he crept towards the glass window ahead and peered inside. The room was full of tables covered in the same glass tubes he'd seen at the docks, but there were far more of them than Kaito could easily count. It wasn't just an overnight experiment. This was an entire operation. But even with the abundance of neon-hued liquids and metal equipment splayed out on the tables, it was the shapes on the floor that Kaido couldn't look away from. Bodies. Kami bodies. There were dozens of them, alive but shriveled and dull, as if their very essence was being sucked out of them. Kaido felt his heart splinter. He'd heard the screams the night on the docks, and he'd done nothing to stop it. The Kami had been inside, stolen like cargo, and brought to Tameshi's lab to become test subjects. Mm. He's squeezing out the spirits like juices to get the energy for his chip it's that same uh blood from a stone parallel to capitalism because especially <laughs> if you guys remember is a uh, libertarian they're futurists uh, <laughs> right where yes. they're just like deregulation like let let us do whatever we need any means necessary to to get uh the uh, advancement of technology i guess rather than the betterment of kind per se right um it was hint- like obviously Tameshi's dead at this point and has been dead for the entirety of of this episode of the uh, the Akemi Don Brown storyline. Um, so we we never really get the what was he actually doing, or we don't get it yet. At least I don't know if we'll get it later on. Um, but like in the previous episode when he meets Tameshi, he was trying to trap a Kami, right? And and then he was he had like a cage for a Kami that he was gonna trap and he said he wanted to build them bodies to protect them. To like make them stronger or whatever. That's where it gets uh, familiar, right? Like this raccoon. That's where this this Tanuki came from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh but now we I the sense that I get is that he was trying to do that for a long time, wasn't maybe having much success, was approached by Tezzeret at some point to fund his research, uh, and all he had to do in return was drain these ones for their their uh, delicious sweet nectar. Um, but maybe we'll find out a little later on uh, if he was up to any. Do you like uh, your ancient spirits with or without pulp? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll take it on the rocks, please. Could you could you add a bit of champagne to mine, please? I'll make a ka-mimosa. I was like sitting there primed to write down your pun. I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at Tameshi's lab, at his old friend's lab, he finds this room, a cell really chock full of, of withered kami trapped by who knows who, but delivered to his former friend to experiment. So uh, he continues to search throughout the compound. He's like, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. I was kind of still grieving you and I'm conflicted now, but this is not what I came here for. So I'm just yeah. going to ignore it for the moment. Hey man, who was your benefactor? Was it that what was it that like chattering machine with the exposed teeth from another dimension, and you trusted it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, commies always come back though, so this could be like um, renewable energy. If we can squeeze out of out of the commies, they just keep re- reviving themselves after time, right? This, yeah, maybe. There's maybe. a libertarian attitude, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I did see a great clip today from Reddit. Uh, that was like somebody, some is like this British like right wing uh, sh- news show, but I think oh, it's like an internet news show. Uh, and it's just like he, he's trying to do like gotcha journalism, and he's he's interviewing this like uh, climate activist or like sustainable uh, living activist. The guy's a carpenter, right? So the the news anchor's like, oh yeah, so what, what do you do for a living? He's like, well, I'm a carpenter. He's like, oh yeah, so you you cut down trees to to build stuff, right? And he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a sustainable way of building, of like building, right? And he's like, oh, it's sustainable. What's sustainable about it? He's like, well, because you can grow trees or whatever. 
And the guy's like, well, you, other stuff, you can go grow plenty of other stuff, right? Uh, and the activist is like, well, you can't grow concrete. And the news anchor is just like, oh, yeah, you can. There's lots of ways you can grow con- concrete. And the, <laughs> and the guy, God just bless his soul, stayed says silent. Nothing. I love that. Just, yeah. just lets it sit yeah. there. Like, yeah? You want to elaborate on that? Like, doesn't say yeah. anything. No no facial reaction except the faintest hint of a smirk. And it is yeah. so satisfying. <laughs> the, the news anchor just ends the call. Yeah, He's five, like, sec- oh, five <laughs> seconds of silence. He's like, oh, cheerio. Uh, I wouldn't trust yeah. people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking fantastic, man. You can grow concrete. <laughs> yeah. So there's plenty of ways to grow concrete. And he's yeah. just like, and like, he doesn't say anything, but just like the implication, just think about it. Just, just think about that for a second. Yeah. And come back to me. Come back to me when you're done. He comes uh, in. So he's like, oh, so like, what are you stuck on young man? He's like, unfortunately looking at you right now. Like he had oh, yeah. a couple of <laughs> good lines. Yeah. 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 That's fucking hilarious. Great oh, quote. Great quote. Uh, but yeah, so I guess the metallic, Phyrexian horror is this news anchor. Uh, Kaito is, uh, I don't know, a disillusioned young man who might fall susceptible to a news anchor like that. <laughs> and then uh, Tamio is probably the closest parallel we have. Or maybe Aiko, uh, Kaito's uh, sister, is the closest parallel we have to the carpenter. Basically. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so Kaito's searching the lab. Uh, he comes across a uh, another... Kami. Uh, this one's shaped like a pa- paper lantern surrounded by four candles lying on an operating table. Uh, there's a stillness to the grade <laughs> form of the Kami. It's like heavily implied that this one is like, to your point, James, dead, but not like renewing, not like a violent death that it just reappears in the, in the spirit world and whatever. Uh, this one, and as the, the realms are merging, it does seem it is implied, I guess, from what I get, that they don't really respond if they don't have room in the spirit world anymore. Like, if they've been kicked out, they're kind of, like, uh, mortal now, right? And this a paper lantern just... on a surgical table sounds like something you guys would have me draw. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, Beauty and the Beast candle, like, on a surgical table. Lumiere. <laughs> <laughs> Put our service to the test. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So uh, he sees this Kami, presumably dead or dying. Beyond it is something that catches his eye, something familiar. Thin and square and no bigger than his palm, the device had wires dangling from its edges like a jellyfish. It was something Kaido had seen before, something the lore boys have seen before. The reality trip. Tezzeret doesn't have it. It turns out his friend Tameshi had had it and had been using it, presumably... For whatever these, all this is, you know? Kaito vaguely gesturing around the room at all the dead kami bodies, like, uh, whatever this. <laughs> uh, so it seems like they don't need to rob Tezzeret, which would be a win-win for Kaito and, and Tamio, right? Because Tamio was worried about tipping their hand. Doesn't have to do that now. Just like, somebody, somebody stole the reality chip, right? Um, the reality chip was plugged into the kami on the table. So whatever it's doing to kami, it's not good for the kami. It is pulsing dully with light. Kaido crept forward, detached the device, and pocketed it for leaving Tameshi's lab. It was. He didn't want to relight the wick on Lumiere's head or anything. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like, like, a char- like... Charmander. It's when it goes yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> light, lights a match and just leaves it on the table next to him. And he's like, you better light yourself before this goes out. This match goes out. And he's like, <laughs> Like, the other commie trying one? to drag drag its head over. 
<laughs> the little wax trail. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the, the gust of him moving too quickly is what turns out the match. And like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, like rolls a bit. Yeah. Um so it's of course not gonna be so simple. Waiting for him just outside was in fact the creature who had killed Tamet. Uh so I posted another picture for you of it. Uh, and it's pretty Phyrexian, I'd say, right? He's very cool. I like this Phyrexian a lot. Some of them are a little hard to understand. I know there's like the that chick one who's like red and beige, who like uh, she has yeah. like the, the blood colored skin. I remember drawing uh, her. She, she's pretty cool. And this Ele guy's very Elish Norn. Elish Norn is, I believe, her name. He's got such yeah. good teeth. Yeah, very straight teeth. He's yeah. got very um, conservative news anchor teeth, like like pristine like, veneers, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. That, that, that weird okay. lipless grin that this guy's like, got fake teeth. This yeah. metal this metal monster has got fake teeth. <laughs> it's it's spy versus spy if it had sex with blue eyes white dragon and had veneers. That's what I see. Oh yeah, like I do that. see all those things actually. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well blue eyes white dragon has those like very jagged angles, right? Yeah. Yep. And like the kind of like the carapace spines on the back, and then spy versus spy, pointy face. Yep. Sure, Blue Eyes White Dragon also kind of has a pointy face. Yep. Maybe not as pointy, I'll no. give you. Um, the creature the creature addresses Kaito, and this is what it says. Your fleshling eyes suggest familiarity, but knowledge of our meeting evades my memory. The existence of a second Jingataxius on this plane is highly improbable. Therefore, your recognition must be accepted as genuine. Monster tilted its head, artificial light glinting off its metal spine. Schematics are unimportant in this instance. Theft is an offense that will, will require swift retribution. Uh -oh. So, Peter, when we talked about Jingataxius during the Tezzeret episode, you get you said, like, oh, that's the creature that uh, had killed Tameshi. I'm pretty sure. And I said no, uh, but it was. Uh, and that, oh. wasn't like, that wasn't like a gotcha surprise. It was me not realizing that it was this creature until, uh, until this episode, basically. So, correction for myself. Uh, I don't was... know if I said that. I'll take credit. Sure. Peter was right, and he's still right about the toilet paper, too, Ethan. Never mind your capitalist. Oh, well, he's not right. right. He's not right, okay? <laughs> Friggin' Phyrexian horrors, you know how they would do it? They would do it uh, on the inside, because they know, like, that's actually the perfect way to do it, and they believe yeah. in perfection. Okay? They have, like, an They're electric not... bidet or something like that. Like, the Phyrexians are, like, the definition of, like, fascist communism, I think. So like they would they would do it the right way uh, by by their standards, which are also my standards, right? All right. Okay. What's I want just just clip that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you sell more bidets? Because like if you you set up the the toilet paper so it's easier to pull off, so you accidentally pull more squares. For a bidet, do you put like the water pressure really hard so it wears out sooner or something? But I don't even. Think uh, yeah, you just, you just build them cheaper. You build them to break. Planned obsolescence. Like light bulbs. Light bulbs should never yeah. burn out. Yeah, there's one that's been lit like since light bulbs were pretty much invented in this yep. one place. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, no, like they can make perfect light bulbs that just never burn out. Yeah. But there was a uh there was a summit of all the major light bulb manufacturers in geneva switzerland of all places uh, of, i uh, mean of course that's like this, this switzerland's where all the fucked up conferences are now in, in either the 1920s or the 1930s where they basically just said like we, we're all in agreement nobody's gonna do this nobody's gonna make perfect light bulbs because they were all gonna go out of business because the we're razor all sell. companies must have done the same too because your razor's no, just sure. rust and dull and you can 
you could have a sharp razor for for much longer than than what we have but well yeah that's that's the popularity behind like straight razors right is that you could actually take care of the blade yourself yeah uh, the, the, with the leather strap but much deadlier <laughs> yeah. much more likely to cut yourself well, if you don't know what you're doing with a straight all, razor yeah but it's good to have around if you're into knife play which is a part of this episode that we might have forgot since it was yesterday. true, oh, true. I, I did forget about that yes <laughs> we did forget about knife play yeah good callback <laughs> <laughs> so kaito stole the reality chip great success now offline and now he's a ninja so and he's got planeswalking abilities so surely he'll never get caught right uh, but as he's strolling out of the out of the building, whistling uh, whistling Dixie, um, <laughs> sure enough, he gets confronted by Jin Gitaxius, who's like the blue Praetor, the Praetor of I'm not gonna remember, but uh, like blue, so like smart things, I guess, being okay. smart and stuff. Yeah. Uh, is that okay, Jamie? That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny way to go about blue smart stuff. I don't know books, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, though, honestly. Yeah. Um, so he gets glasses up the big nose. Like. Yeah, <laughs> he gets he gets confronted by the Phyrexian, and then you know, henchmen, thugs, uh, ninja henchmen, actually to be specific. Uh, oh no, not ident- not twelve identical looking ninjas in cloth robes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell you yeah, can't, you can't see any of their faces, so you, you never feel bad for when they die. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, this is like but, Jackie Chan Adventures. I love this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh dude, Jackie? fucking that show when. Uh, the talisman, uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. One more thing. Uh, <laughs> so the ninjas they clash with our our titular weeb. Um. The battle that ensues is pretty frantic as Kaito is pissed off and it's talking about how like yeah they're not going to get the better of him. Uh. But there is like twelve of them. So and we know. have a Jackie Chan fight where he's got the reality chip and he's constantly trying to catch it and like fight. With <Yeah>. Yeah. Flash animation art when get yeah. gif art, gif art oh. for the title card when. Oh my god! <laughs> you said titular weeb, and my head just went anime titular weeb. But yeah. <laughs> um. So the battle is pretty frantic. Kaido is doing pretty well with like his like telekinesis and his uh you know mind controlled throwing stars that he can kind of uh that is an advantage. Um, the Phyrexian doesn't seem too fussed and is kind of just like going about. Jengatax is kind of just going about their business around the lab. Anyway, there's like, oh, uh, I forgot, I got to turn these beakers up. Uh, kind of just yeah, walk I'm around. I'm surprised that it's not trying to kill him. No, it's trusting the henchmen to do the job. Uh, oh. And honestly, probably could, but then also at the same time, it's like I don't know. It's a scientist, you know. He's not. He's a lover. He's a thinker, not a fighter. Right. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Kaido manages to down a number of ninjas, but it's definitely looking like the metal monster's confidence was well earned, as those sheer numbers are starting to wear him down, because, like, more henchmen are showing up, you know. That's the thing about villains, they have an unlimited number of henchmen, right? It's all about timing with when it comes to henchmen. Um, so he turns to, uh, the last trick, uh, up his sleeve, in his bag, if you will. Uh, you guys want to guess what his last trick is? It's a rabbit, he pulls Tiona out of his hat. Okay. Your name <laughs> right. is Tamio, but I get where you're going Tamio. with that. I like it. <laughs> um, does, he, does he use some of like the drained commie power that he's got lying around the laboratory? He's got like pink vials full of the shit. No, he pulls out a smoke bomb. Oh, oh hell yeah. He's a ninja. Smoke bomb. Come on. Oh, course, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, for uh, some reason I thought you meant, I thought you said Jin Gitaxis was going to do this. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I, uh, I misheard, sorry. My, I was writing down a, a potential title and was not paying attention to what you were saying. <laughs> uh, so Kaito smoke bombs. It's like, a, it's like smoke first, and then it like arcs with like lightning, so it's also like a, a taser. Like, it's a lethal smoke bomb. I don't know. It's a bomb it's, bomb. it's a ninja bomb from the future. Like it Yeah, exactly. Sense. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> ninja bomb from the future would be a great band name, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he flees into the night. He runs for the compound with his enemies close on his heel. I have one last uh, quote for you guys before we wrap this episode up. Uh, Kaito turned, searching for a hiding place. When he saw the hired henchman approaching, he scaled the rooftops across the stretch of walkway. Above them, an enormous mech appeared, metal folding over itself until it settled into the shape of a dragon. It leapt over the nearest building, landing a stretch away from Kaito and let out a mighty roar. Magic filled its core, glowing blue from within. Charging for an attack that would be nearly impossible to escape. Kaito considered planeswalking. It would get him to safety, away from the mech and Jingataxis, his henchman. But the reality chip was still in his pocket. What would happen if he planeswalked with it? Would it affect him the way it affected the Emperor? Would he be able to find his way back to Kamigawa and finish what he started? Leaving right now was too great a risk. He dug his heels into the ground, balled his fist, and prepared to do whatever was necessary to fight his way out of this. Whoa. The mech approached, opening its jaws wide to reveal an orb of crackling energy when Kaito felt the reality chip moving in his pocket. Brows pinched, Kaito pulled it out and stared in horror as the wires writhed against the night air, thrumming with life. And the dragon howled. When Kaito looked back up, the light in the mech's jaws had faded, and a glowing orange streak was sliced all the way across its armored throat. For a moment, the mech remained perfectly still, and then both pieces slipped away from one another and collided with the earth, no longer a threat to anyone. Standing behind the broken machine was a woman with snow-white hair and a sword in her hand. She lifted, uh, she lifted her face, features appearing beneath her wide hat, and Kaido recognized her brown eyes immediately. The last time he'd seen the Emperor of Kamigawa, she was still a child, but the years had changed her. The depth in her gaze seemed to carry the wisdom of a hundred lifetimes. She wasn't just older. She was a warrior, a planeswalker, the wanderer. It was a very cool outfit, too. Yeah, so I sent you guys a picture uh, of her. It's all, all grown up. Um, so she shows up to save him from a mechanical dragon. Uh, I love the, uh, the cross-section anime kill of this, uh, oh. of this mechanical dragon where she kills it so fast it doesn't fall apart until afterwards. Obviously. The classic. The classic. Yeah. You never see the sword. It's just the sword's back in the sheath by the time the dragon's head starts to, to yeah. shift apart. Basically, yeah. Unclick, right? re-click, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, finds his, he finds his old friend, but there are more attackers coming. Surely the Phyrexian in Texas is not far behind them, so not really a great time to just like catch up and like dish. Like, uh, kind of knew they didn't have much time. He turned from his friend to face the oncoming fight because they still don't have an easy way out. Uh, but as he did, the night shifted slightly. Tamio had arrived, floating down from the sky, a scroll of invisibility just done reading in her hand. Uh, so under the cover of Tamio's magic, the three leave the compound to begin working on a plan to deal Ezra and the Frerex. And that's where we're going to leave this one, fellas. That's uh, cool. we've, we found the Emperor of Kamigawa, but the fight is not over it's pretty uh, crazy yeah it's a very it's a very good arc i'm not gonna lie yeah no it's a lot of fun and that's that's why i really enjoy them i, I talked about it a bit i think on the bonus episodes but yeah. thanks to everyone who keeps leaving uh lore requests uh i promise we will get to them hmm. um you know 
the, the podcast isn't going anywhere. I'm, we might have talked about this at the beginning of the episode too. I'm not sure. And I'm, I apologize. We have. It was just a long time ago for us in, in real life. Uh, but this, this arc will take a few more episodes. I do want to get to uh, a couple other magic things uh, which were requested in the chat, which do tie into this arc eventually. So uh, those are coming as well. Yeah, good uh, so luck, you Adventure Time freaks. <laughs> <laughs> they won't come. They won't come. That's what I'm trying to freaking say, Jake. Undermine my whole, undermine my whole freaking sentiment here. Oh, yeah. There, there is at least two more episodes in this specific Neon Dynasty arc, and then I would like to get to other stuff. I don't know if I'll do it immediately after. I might take a little break. Maybe do Adventure Time in the meantime. You know what I mean? Who knows? Uh, yeah, so really, thank- yeah, really show Jamie who's boss. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might do Adventure Time. Who knows? I might. I might. Take oh, it don't you? Don't you dare. That's all just Mexican standoff adventure time. I'll be like, oh, I want to do adventure time. No, I want to do adventure time. <laughs> the counter gets for a thousand days. That's what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. The, the, the opposite of Elder Scrolls lore, where we're all just like, we all want to do Elder Scrolls lore, so we all just end up doing Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you guys want to request something, more magic lore or otherwise, uh, you guys can join the Discord. Uh, there's a link in the description below. That's the best way to get in touch with us. Or the second best way to get in touch with us, send us an email. Uh, we plan on doing another uh, community mailbag night uh, at some point in the future um, where we'll read everybody's uh, emails on air and just have a, a great time on Twitch chatting with everybody and, and joking around with everybody, all the all the jokes, all the memes. More um, emails means faster mailbag, too. Exactly, yeah. And honestly, we, we've... <laughs> we've We've chucked. Well, uh, whatever. <laughs> we can tell them that. We can tell them that for yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can reach out to you can reach out to us contact at lordboys.com or you can uh, contact lordboyspodcast at gmail.com uh, to get in touch with us. Uh, Peter, is there anything on Yield Instagram these days? Do you want it to week mention? behind? I'm very sorry about that. Some things came up. Um, but yeah, at Lordboys Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you want to request merch, uh, please do so. Uh, I'm trying to upload it. It's just been a little slow, like the program is not working properly. But uh, still, there is current merch available. If you have suggestions, I've got like two backlogs right now that I'm trying to get up as quickly as possible, but it's just not cooperating. But uh, yeah, uh, merch is at uh, spring.com slash the Loreboys. It's also linked below as far as I know. I think so. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, Instagram and uh, tank tops with pictures on them. Yeah, or you can get Audi a Lord covers soon, God willing. And uh, I would love, I, I love the fact the only hat available is just like a bucket hat. I was hat just gonna you, say, I was just gonna hang, say, you can get a Lord Boy's bucket hat, the yeah, only hat that's available on Spring.com. Every time I see a bucket hat now, I, I think twice about it. I'm like, yeah, buy a Lord Boy's bucket hat? I don't know. Yeah. That corn kid from the internet's like trending right now too. So you can get uh, a piece of corn. You know the guy that, that that sings about corn. It's a it's a lump with with knobs. It's got the, oh, you know that guy. the little kid, the, the like the the guy who interviews kindergartners, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. interviewing the the kid who's oh. a big fan of corn. That's what I was thinking of. I don't remember his song. Oh, the song I've came the, out. I've seen the video. It came out like a couple days later, and now everyone oh. is is doing reels and TikToks to the song. Of, ah, I got gotcha. Yeah, I, I, have, I, I haven't heard the remix. Missed the talks. So I haven't, I haven't hit. I haven't so get to, get your, your your put put that on a piece of corn shirt from our website, and you'll fit right in. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Uh, Jamie, anything else you want to plug? No, I just want to get this edit done so I could play World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, World of Warcraft lore, I'm sure, coming soon. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, good. everybody. If you guys want to help the show, you guys can leave us a review or, or tell your friends about us. Uh, it's the best way for us to grow, honestly, um, which continues to amaze us, all the work that you guys have already done in that regard. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you guys want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thelorevoice, where you can hear us talk about uh, episode suggestions. I, I can't remember what we talked about this week on the bonus content because it was yesterday. And that's I don't have a memory uh, that long. It was a um, bunch, bunch of different games that we were into. We were talking like a little bit about... Uh, it was a long one. It was like 37 minutes, I think. Yeah. Like, it was extra, extra lore boys content. We got carried just away. Yeah. We, or we've all been kind of like playing games on our own, talked about them and... A lot yeah. of stuff. It, exactly. It's very interesting, so, though. Check it out. Yeah, you can get access to that. You can get access to loser titles. You can get access to the script uh, that I'll that I'll upload uh, at some point uh, to Patreon, uh, so you can see all the pictures, the visual guides, all that stuff, uh, and see how we how we do this whole thing, how the sausage is made, if you will. Uh, so that's Patreon.com/slash Boys if you're interested. Um, and we really do appreciate all our patrons. Shout out to the two who Peter named at the beginning. Who again? It was yesterday, so I don't remember who you are. Carlos and somebody else, but both great. Okay, yeah, sure. That's my guess. <laughs> I remember Carlos. I unstarred the emails and can't find them. Carlos and Chris? Maybe Chris. Yes, um, it is. Yes, thank yeah. you. Uh, I remember the whole time. I was just, it was a bit. Uh, <laughs> if you guys don't trust Patreon, we do, of course, have uh, Lord Boys Prime, an, off, uh, an awesome service that we do offer. Uh, we need some worker bees in the Lord Boys Prime factory these days. Uh, we're in a lot of trouble with uh, a lot of people i guess you could say regulatory boards i think is the technical term for them uh but it turns out that there's some ingredients that go into the uh lore boys uh branded um key sets that we have our our diligent and very very loyal uh factory workers produce for us yes. uh which might not meet uh regulatory standards i guess so we're opening a second factory uh that's going to produce primarily smoke bombs uh, we just we're, we end up in a lot of a lot of what our lawyer insists we call meetings uh, with judges and juries and prosecutors these days. Uh, and I'm starting to think that smoke bombs would actually be really useful for those meetings. You guys ever, listeners, you guys ever been stuck in a friggin' meeting at work and you're just like, boy, I wish I could smoke bomb my way out of here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did today, multiple actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since I'm helping with the management of uh, the factory as well, uh, I put all the toilet paper backwards so our dang employees don't use it all up. And uh, spiked, <laughs> yeah, spiked seats as the well. Spiked fly. seats so yeah. they're not like, as comfortable sitting down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got the, the, the homeless deterrent toilet seats. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> a rod yeah. going through the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those don't spend all their friggin' day just sit, sitting on the toilet shitting, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I did have a job where I would go to the bathroom for, like, extended periods of time to, like, not even take my pants off, have both seats of the toilet down, and just sit in there. <laughs> I've never done that. Oh, yeah, that, uh, this is, like, five years ago at this point, done. but I've done that. I've worked C- just, like, Certainly yeah. never done that. <laughs> uh, yeah, now it's working from home, so I can do it as much as I want, right? That's, yep. the, that's oh, the yeah. Idea. That is true, yeah. Uh, and I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I love you know, the yeah. idea of you trying to get a break, so you just go and sit in your own bathroom for a no bathroom. <laughs> uh, I mean, you tried living with my wife. Okay. Uh, all right. I think, all right. Uh, yeah, I would cost
I also think I also think I know you pretty well, Jamie, and I don't think you listened when I spelled it out, and I think you spelled it wrong. A R N E S S. No. Oh, <laughs> called out live. No, you you're shopping for like a dog harness with an accent, so you're just looking for. A... I I even felt like I was listening too. That's all. Peter, Peter, how did you spell it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.